Thanks for joining us for season six of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, otherwise known as the restaurant guy. Thanks for the introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. And Jimmy, let me tell you something. We got a show for you today. We got a show. We got a a big show. But before I get to the show and before we get to the guest and dive into everything happening, because it's exciting. It's exciting. I just have to bring up one thing, Jimmy. One thing. I couldn't imagine what it might be. So why don't you just tell me what that one thing is going to be? The one thing I want to talk to you about is an e-commerce platform called the Branded Marketplace. Ah, self-promotion. Self-promotion. No, Jimmy, Jimmy, this (laughs) is not. It is not. It is something that I think we're doing for the industry. Tell me more. This is created by hospitality for hospitality. This is an e-commerce platform connecting anybody in food and beverage, anybody touching the restaurant space, anybody. And you need to find a solution to help you operate. You go to the marketplace and you will find the best in class technology and innovation solutions for you. Everything. I don't care if you have one pizza shop or 10,000 pizza shops, there's going to be a solution for you. All you need to do, Jimmy, is go to thebrandedmarketplace.com, check it out. And you're going to love it. And Jimmy, do you know what it costs to use something like this? I mean, what do you get? $500 a month, $1,000 a month. What do you think? It's, it's got to be expensive. How much does it cost? Zero. That is the crazy thing, Jimmy. Zero. Zero. How do, how do we make money? Jimmy, I'll tell you how. We make it in volume. Volume. I mean, everybody goes on. <laughs> Somehow, all, I don't know if you're the finance up. guy. Yeah. You figure it out. But I know, Jimmy, you'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we make it, it up in volume. Anyway, if you want to get on the marketplace, go to uh, email us at marketplace at brandstrategic.com, and we can get you onboarded right away. We love it. It's fantastic. Join the club. Jimmy, back to you. That's awesome. And that, that first segment was sponsored by Chico's Bail Bonds. Thank Chico's, Chico's. Bail Bonds. Thank Chico's you, Chico. Bail Bonds. Excellent. Well done. All right. Let's jump into this. We really do have a fantastic guest. We had a great show. And I'm really fired up because, you know, Shatsy, I often refer to you as, I like to say you're, you're my share or my Madonna going by one name. I know uh, you, Prince, I know you want okay. to be Prince. But we have another, we have a gentleman on the show who also is well known by a single name. But our guest today is our friend Nabil Alamgir. Al, uh, Nabil as he is affectionately known in the industry, is the founder and CEO of Launchbox. And while I always say it's easier for us you know, to, uh, you know, to boast and to brag about others. Um, let me just say that Nabil was also inducted into the 2021 Forbes 30 under 30 class. That's a big freaking deal. And congratulations. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This could be literally one of the most famous guests we've ever had. I was also just thinking, Chad, you don't even remember being under 30. Like, that's like, that's so many decades ago. I mean, did, yeah. did Jimmy, they I have lost that on the fingers. <laughs> I don't have fingers in my hand for yeah. that. <laughs> All right. But anyway, let's, let's get Nabil into the, into the show. Uh, well done on the, uh, well done, well recognized, well earned on the recognition. Uh, Nabil, we'll ask you to take the lead. Uh, give us a little uh, introduction uh, uh, on Jimmy, yourself. I'm going for Forbes 60 under 60. <laughs> there you go. I'm going well, for that too. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on chats. Uh, yeah, you and Bezos. Anyway, um, so well done, my friend, on the uh, the recognition. Why don't you take the lead? Give us a little introduction on yourself. And, of course, tell us about Lunchbox. I'll tell you about Lunchbox. Uh, first of all, thank you to, so much for having me. That banter right there, I would fucking pay gold for that. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what you were selling. I want it. I want to buy it. I want to pay 
premium. I want to pay two X. <laughs> Uh, but either way, uh, thank you so much for everything you two do for the community, for the hospitality industry at large. And thank you so much for having me. Uh, a little bit about Lunchbox. Lunchbox is a food tech company that sucks, but it sucks <laughs> the least. It sucks <laughs> the least. That's my intro. I oh, love I that. Love that I is a unique intro. I got to tell you, no we one's ever suck, commented that I suck the suck. least. <laughs> we suck, but we suck the least. That's Lunchbox in a nutshell. Uh, but... Uh, maybe there's, uh, you know, for people who are actually looking for explanation, what we do is what Toast has done for everything within the four walls, inventory, labor, this, that, yada, 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 they've unified the back of house. We want to unify everything that leaves your front door. That's the way we see Lunchbox. That is aspirational. That is today. And that's what we want to do. We want to do everything from uh, everything consumer uh, facing. Uh, and, and we started with online ordering. We do last mile delivery, but we uh, go beyond that. We do loyalty marketing design. That's why I don't have a lot of friends in the industry because I want it all. I want to unify it <laughs> because that's what the industry is looking for. They're tired of the fragmentation and they're tired of you signing the dotted lines and then bye-bye, see you in a year or two. Uh, they want a unifier, a operating system that matters. So that's where Lunchbox comes in, but we still suck. We just suck the least. I love it, Nabil, and thank you for that. And that is really, I'd say, one of the best intros. We'll definitely use that a lot. And uh, but listen, before we dive into Lunchbox and uh, and and the product that sucks the least of all the products yes. out there, uh, yes. before we take a deep dive into this sucky product, yes. um, I'd like to learn a little bit more because you really do have an interesting background. As Jimmy said, you were thir- Forbes 30 under 30 in 2021, which is really unbelievable. But you are truly uh, – it's an American dream story. I mean this is really an American dream story. We've, Jimmy and I have got to know you over the last couple of years. We've broken bread. We've had some drinks. Yes. Um, share with our listeners a little bit about your background. I mean you were literally uh, – I mean you started at the bottom – of the restaurants, like so many people have done. It was a uh, Bear Burger, I think, if I remember yes. correctly. And you were a busboy at Bear Burger. And now you are the CEO and co-founder of Lunchbox. You raised, I don't know if I, a crunch base said you've raised $10 trillion or something like that. Yes. Uh, Jimmy, I think I may have the numbers wrong. Usually <laughs> you, you, you may, take that yeah, stuff. You may have the but I knew it was, it was little, a couple yeah. trillion. Yeah, it could and, be a little off. You know, little, I, I, I just want, I want, I, I don't know who can help me. I want to see some of this money. So Jimmy, oh, maybe you can uh, maybe maybe, have a, maybe I have a couple zeros wrong, but anyway. But the question is, so just give us a little background on how. I and mean, you're living the American dream. Tell us, how'd you do it? How'd you get here? Um, I was really shy. And you have three minutes to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was really shy till 15. I wouldn't say a word, and that was easy because I did not speak any English. I just got to the country. I came here in Jackson Heights where all Indians do. I'm not Indian, I'm Bengali, but I'm not going to go in and teach everyone about the difference. That will be five minutes longer than I was hoping. <laughs> but all right, I am Indian, Bengali, whatever you want to call it. I'm brown. I come here. I don't speak any English. I learn English watching Scorsese movies. Uh, I also grew up oh. in the projects. Dad Favorite Scorsese cabin. movie, go. Casino. Oh, Dad was a cab it. driver. Nice. Dad was a, yeah, that was a cab driver. Mom was a Duncan worker. Uh, it was a shithole growing up. I fucking hated being poor, but that's how I grew up. And I never wanted to remain that way. And I was blessed enough to be in this country, blessed enough to take opportunity. Um, uh, went, got a full ride to Syracuse, dropped out, 
uh, was going to be a doctor and I was going to go in and take care of you. Your Michael, mom must have been agent. extremely pleased that you were uh, that you were going to be a doctor uh, and then you yeah. dropped out. I'm sure she was thrilled. Yeah. She is the fucking worst. She never sighed. Uh, now, now in hindsight, <laughs> oh, I always knew it. I always knew it in hindsight. Uh, you know, the difference between Indian parents and Jewish parents are the same. Uh, that's what I've discovered as I've uh, made a lot of friends. So if you guys know anything about the Jewish community, just imagine it to be the same in the Indian community. I dabble right? in the Jewish community. I dabble. Dabble. Yeah, I, I've dabbled yeah. as well. Yeah, like um, you blend. You blend. You yeah, blend. sure. So, so uh, I grew up, um, I was blessed enough to get a job at uh, Bear Burger uh, after I dropped out. And it was just, it was beautiful. I loved the restaurant industry. You didn't have to talk a lot when you were a busboy. You just had to work hard. And, you know, I worked my way up to a CMO there and opened 50 restaurants in five countries. And I played a big role there uh, outside of marketing. Uh, I expanded to technology, expanded to, you know, just all parts. And because of my CEO, uh, Euripides Pelicanos, a Greek legend who, you know, raised me, right? Older brother, best thing that happened to me. I don't, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to, you know, have met some of the people that met along the way. So that was my journey at Bear Burger. Uh, and then confidence starts to build. You start believing your own bullshit start believing you're actually good at what you're doing. And some of that happened. And I said, you know what? I think we can do, I, I think we don't just help Bear Burger. We can help everyone. We can help restaurants everywhere. So that's my journey a little bit from uh, from 15-year-old scrawny kid to 30-year-old uh, scrawny kid. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, retired my parents five years ago, which was a dream come true and got them a house. I don't even have a house. Got them a house three weeks ago. In, uh, in a in a shithole in Queens somewhere, which they wanted. So that was their top priority. <laughs> it's not my problem. They, that was their top priority. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, to be a son who takes care of their uh, family as an immigrant, I think that's a dream. And it's a little bit of my journey. I love all that. I, I love the part about how lucky you are. And I'll say I, I feel Shatz and I are lucky, too. Uh, the harder we work, the luckier we get. And I think um, you certainly represent um, that ethos. Uh, and as far as the uh, retiring your parents and, and buying them a home, uh, I forget whether it's a Jewish word or a uh, or an Indian word. But uh, what? Nakas. Nakas, I tell you. what I think that is Jewish. You got to get a little bit more the huh. Nakas. Uh, nakas. nakas. What a, nakas. I would like to, uh, because of Nakas, I would like them to uh, – uh, I can't wait for them to pass away so I can move in. So Nakas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a different word. Is that Nabil what Nakas? Nabil yeah. bought that house so they can pass away and you can move in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're in good yeah. health, so I'm going to yeah. have to wait a couple of decades, but I'm a yeah. patient man. All right, you be a patient man. I, I, I hope your parents aren't listening to this. <laughs> I hope they are. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm going off script here. That's right. Unlike me, but I'm going for it. We are about to have a chance at double breaking news okay we have an opportunity for double breaking news moment today on the podcast that's right double breaking news Shatsy, not as bad as double a secret probation which you've been on many times but double breaking news here we go lunchbox has just announced that you have closed on your series b your series b round for a whopping 50 million dollars I said $50 million from one capital raiser, fundraiser, investment guy to another. That is no small feat, my friend. What can you tell us about it? Uh, thank you so much, Jimmy. Listen, first of all, you are an incredible fundraiser and incredible at you know rallying the troop. Uh, so it uh, means a lot coming from you. In terms of our fundraiser, we raised $50 million for our Series B. It was incredible. It was hard but fruitful and we're so excited to go back out there and do three things with the capital we just raised we want to number one go ahead and continue to push 
our agenda. Our agenda is we want to build a digital storefront and we want to go ahead and make sure it is absolutely incredible looking. Number two, we want to build more tools and more engagement tools that can convert third-party sales to first-party. And number three, we want to bring in the best talent in the world uh, to our team. We just hired the COO of General Assembly as our COO. We did that at the tail end of our Series B, uh, and that helped us uh, you know, get someone of his caliber to our team. So these are the things we want to do and continue to invest in. And um, we just want to push this conversation forward. I'll give you a small example of that. We want to go ahead and you know, next week we're releasing the first Metaverse restaurant fully walkable. You can go everywhere and you can go and order food. We're selling it on OpenSea next week on the blockchain. That is not because we care about the metaverse. That's because we care about this conversation of the digital storefront being in the forefront of you know what restaurateurs care about be taken seriously. So we're really excited for the fundraise. We're really excited for our team and really thankful to our customers who made this possible. That, it's incredible. But you also uh, launched a, a, a partnership with a good friend that branded and a good, another good friend of the industry, Olo. And, yes. uh, and Noah and his team over there do a great job. They power, I don't know, uh, 70,000 restaurants, 70, 70 60, Take whatever it, easy, it is, Noah. 10 million, a, whatever a is a lot. Off. In fact, I think we had, I, I don't think, I know we had Marty, um, Marty from Olo on as a guest a couple of weeks ago. Jimmy, remember that? It was great. It was terrific. Um, so give us a little bit about, uh, about this partnership with Olo. And tell us how Lunchbox and Olo are working together because it's really interesting. Yeah. So um, uh, that so, is interesting. You, know, you hear that, Jimmy? Yeah. He's figuring out what he can say about this partnership. He's, I can he's, say I am a fucking uh, mess. So I say everything that comes to brain automatically goes out the mouth. I am uh, unfortunately. So person. you have no, no filter. No filter. No filter. Like That's unfortunate for my investors. But they already <laughs> wired me the money. So what do I care? Right. So uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about um, Lunchbox first to go ahead and position ourselves. Yes. Toast wants to unify everything back of house. Lunchbox is going to unify everything front of house, consumer facing. Right. That's how we're positioning ourselves. So we see a, a periodic table, if you will, or a table. We see everything that Toast is doing. They are not amazing at anything. They're good at all of it. And that's what the industry was looking for. No one was listening. Right, point solution are not going to survive. Right, a, some, a solution that does only one uh, or only X and Y, you'll ramp up quickly, raise a lot of money, but they're not going to survive the long battle of uh, unifying. You know, their uh, what their what their consumers are looking for. So we want to do everything front of house. We do design, we do loyalty, and we do ordering. We do all three of them, and that's what uh, 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 that's what Olo Punch and Koala do well as well. What we're telling Olo with this integration and in this partnership is forget about all the fragmentation you guys are dealing with as well. We're unifying it, let's go ahead and work together. So that's how we were able to achieve this integration, this, uh, this partnership. We are hard to ignore, we're loud, we're annoying, but you know what? Wait, when you say, are we loud or are you loud? Who's loud here? I thought, Jimmy, I thought Jimmy was loud. No one in this call was quiet. No one in this call is quiet, I tell you No one's call is quiet. And you know why? You know why? It, that's so true, by the way. We're all, all three of us here. The reason we're loud and the reason we are hard to ignore is because our industry is constantly under, under attack. And I'm sorry for a little pissed off about it. I'm sorry if 100,000 restaurants have closed and we have something to say about it. Sorry we're venting. Sorry you were bantering about it. So well, every time Lunchbox gets accused of being loud, 
I'm like, you know what? You're not loud enough. You're irresponsible that you're not being a good shepherd to your business and to your folks and to your mission. So back to the Olo thing, excited to partner with them. They have 60,000 restaurants. There's 800,000 restaurants in the country. We're excited to be part of their ecosystem. We're excited to elevate their design, elevate their marketing as well. They've paved the way for companies like us to exist. So we're here, second mover in the space, pumped to work together. That is great, awesome, and uh, two great firms uh, are coming together to, I'm sure, to do, uh, create and bring more value to the industry. Um, as the finance guy, I love yes. talking numbers, and yes, I know uh, as a delivery guy, you're going to have them. Um, so what is, in your opinion, what is the current state of the delivery market um, yeah. looking like, you know, from a growth perspective? I, and I think you've already kind of, you know, indicated you are incredibly bullish, enthusiastic, because you think it's going to be digital first, then dine in. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to answer the question. I don't want to. I don't want to provide an answer on my own question. What do you feel is the current state of the delivery market and then and the growth uh, from a growth perspective? Absolutely. So you know what we're doing is we're studying companies in uh, China specifically a company called Bingo Box, no affiliation with Lunchbox, just raised $80 million, no POS, no hardware, no labor interaction. You walk in, you walk out, very similar to Amazon Go, right? We're looking at that company as a company of what the next phase of this country will look like. The last phase was uh, offline hardware, Microsoft Aloha, looks great, feels great, great in enterprise, still the winner there. The phase we're in right now is a cloud phase, Olo and Toast are dominant force offline, uh, in-store and out-of-store, right? A little bit more cloud focus. The next phase is going to be one where we're going to see uh, the oddest people open up restaurants. It's not Mr. Beast that's an example of it. It's, you know, the Kevin Hart's of the world. It's everyone who's an influencer has a following will pair up with culinary people, go ahead and tap into their base and then open physical restaurants a year, two years later. So we're excited to see a majority of U.S. delivery, uh, U.S. consumption of uh, a QSR or any food be at home. It will be set, Our prediction is it will be 75% delivery and the rest will be in-store. Number of seats you have within your uh, restaurant is limited. You know, it's 50, it's 100. But the number of people you can feed around your community is a lot more. More importantly, right now it's a sign of shame if you have a second brand out of your kitchen. It means you're not doing well. You don't have to tell anyone you're, not, you're doing that. That is a stigma that is not real. In the future, that will be how you run and optimize a kitchen. That is just being efficient. That's just spraying and praying and borrowing from digital marketing to see what works and then narrow down the focus. So that's the phase we're excited by. One where restaurateurs will have marketing people, growth hackers, digital people on their staff. Instead of doing campaigns of what ad work, they're going to do what food is working. So that's the phase we're excited by. That's going to be where we hope to win and hope to lead the way. I love it. I love it. You know, Jimmy likes talking about numbers, and I think we kind of got an idea. We didn't really get to a lot of numbers on that uh, kind of uh, answer there, but I get it. I get it. We see where you're headed. I like it. Let's talk about branding and marketing because that's something mm -hmm. I really like to jump into. And I got to tell you, Nabil, you guys at Lunchbox, and you in particular, really do an incredible job marking. The logo is cool. Your posts are cool. Uh, your vision is cool. Everything you're doing is very cool. And, I, and we dig that because at Brandon, we like, to, we like to think we're cool, but we're not as cool as you guys. That's for sure. <laughs> you but, guys are uh, very cool. So give me an idea of, of, of what your secret is, if you can, for our listeners. What's the secret of your branding? You know, the secret is uh, – Go, you know, opening a restaurant, and this is why most people open a restaurant, because they like a certain kind of food. And they're like, I should open a barbecue restaurant. 
And, you know, and Astoria needs it because I live in Astoria, right? That's how a lot of restaurants around the country are born. Uh, I know this because it's a real story. I did open a barbecue restaurant in Astoria that failed miserably, but let's not spend too much time there. Let's very quickly move on from that. Uh, but, you know, in terms of our marketing and branding, we are, we're just telling our story. And we're wondering what will have an emotional impact. And if it will not have an emotional impact with three groups of people, we don't want to do it. I just hate it. There's so many things I look at that we do. First of all, 80% of everything I put out there and we put out there, I hate. And I'm ripping into my team how much I hate it. But when we do put out good stuff, it does three things well. It emotionally connects with first customers that are new and then, oh, sorry, that are old and that are new. Old as in our existing customers and hopefully some new customers. Second is our people, the people that work here. It's tough working here. It's a lot of hours. I have no idea why people choose to join this company, but they decide to. I want to make sure they know what's going on and then potential new employees. And the third group is investors existing because they need to know what we're spending and burning their money on and burning I am. And then also uh, new <laughs> investors and how we attract them. So we're trying to speak to those three groups in that order. And I think people get it wrong. I think people are just trying to talk to new customers and they're not trying to talk to their employees. Our secret sauce is build stuff that gets our employees pumped because if they don't put in the right hours and if they're not motivated, we'll fail. We'll most likely fail anyways. We'll definitely fail faster if we don't have the right people within our team. So we spend a lot of time making sure our team knows what's going on. I think that is great. Um, I want to talk about loyalty for a minute. Um, yeah. Now more than ever, um, it's not just about getting a customer. It's not just about acquiring customers. It's about retaining your guests. I mean, that yeah. is so freaking key. What are mm. your thoughts on this? And how is Lunchbox simplifying the process for your customers and their guests? Yeah. One last thing about marketing, just because my brain is moving everywhere. One, uh, the one other thing we do really well is because uh, we have better taste and you can't buy that. You're just born with that. You're right, uh, man. I see some people in really there. ugly shoes and ugly clothes yeah. and stuff. And you're like, who bought yeah. that? Like, why, why, are you, you why, why are you staring at me, Chef? I don't There's understand. Some... Why, are you, why, are you, why are you absolutely? Jimmy, let's not go to your shoes now. Let's not go to your shoes. Why? What's wrong with his shoes? There's he nothing wrong with his shoes. He shames me every day about my I shoes. I haven't seen his shoes today, but sometimes he wears, and I don't want to say anything, sometimes he wears some shoes that are very suspect. If I He's like, I got them on sale. I'm like, you know why they're on sale, Jimmy? Because nobody wanted those shoes. If I saw your shoes, this is the joke I would make. I'd make like, your shoes are so bad, I wouldn't even throw them at George Bush in Iraq. It's a joke <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. make. <laughs> if I saw them, but I haven't seen them, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't want to go there because that's, that's just, you know, that's not kosher. I don't want to go there. Uh, to answer the, the loyalty question and how we are trying to simplify it, we are assuming our restaurant partners are as busy as we think they are. We are trying to not create too much. We're trying to create less to go ahead and have automation. So we are trying to go ahead and simplify all our marketing into two groups or loyalty into two groups. One is a sub $10 and another one is more than $10. So coffee shops versus not coffee shops. Those are the two types of groups we're looking at. And we're looking at if customers stop coming in, attack them, get more aggressive with the campaigns. If customers come for lunch and not coming in for dinner, try to move them to dinner as well. If customers are on Grubhub, ordered from Grubhub, try to convert them to a direct ordering system. That's the same as when you order pizza, they put a sticker on top that says, hey, order from me directly next time you get absolutely nothing. Maybe a garlic, maybe extra piece, right? We see that and we try to create a digital version of that. So we have a team on at Lunchbox called Lunchbox Studio. Their job is not just, we have a lot of tech, but their job is to help you use the tech 
Your job is to help design for you. If you have a new brand, Jimmy, it's called Jimmy's something. I don't know, Jimmy's Wings. Oh, it's, it's Mr. Jimmy's. That's Mr. the brand. How good Mrs. a name is that? Mr. Jimmy's. We do Mr. Jimmy's. We do How Mr. Jimmy's, but it's an Asian concept. Sure. We create an Asian version of you, a caricature. I get sued for racism. You don't get sued because it wasn't your idea. <laughs> but we launched this and we crush it and we sell wings via Next Bite everywhere. How's that? Should we I, do that? I, I think we got a business. We got we got a, we got a new JV I don't know the coming. The wings was certainly chicken and broccoli. <laughs> I don't know about the wings. <laughs> the wings. The racism you have no problem with. The wings is where you're drawing your line. Yes, chat yeah, like, I'll take problem. over the I'll take over the racism, but uh, but but, but so, I'll let so, you have a chicken wing. <laughs> so we create that brand. If you have a new brand, we create that brand for you as well. We basically tech is not what restaurateurs are looking for. They're looking for ways to also use it. We have a studio team who's like, oh, you like our marketing? Let us do it for you. It's all included because when you go to the Apple store, go to Genius Bar and you complain, uh, they do it as well. So I used to work at Apple and that's where I picked that up. That's the team uh, within our uh, segment that everyone hates, but our customers love. My business, my finance team hates because it's like, it's not something normal. Why do we have an agency in-house for free for all our customers? Because we want to go above and beyond one of our you know, five core values. All right, I got to tell you, I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, I hope I hope I don't regret asking this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You regret it, Nabil. <laughs> what's keeping you up at night? <laughs> no, uh, you know I'm. Um, you know, he doesn't a, sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, there's a con- there's, there are there's posturing as a CEO, right? There's posturing as anyone, um, but just like any other leader, I have my insecurities as well. Mostly, they come up. Friday night, Friday night. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? I had a nice job. Is that in my that last before, Is that during Shabbat dinner? It's during Shabbat <laughs> dinner. Uh, I can't talk a lot about Shabbat because my fiance is still upset about this Jewish girl I dated. So I used to make a lot of uh, Shabbat jokes in front of her, but she's gonna get upset. <laughs> she appreciated uh, that. <laughs> imagine living with me, by the way. This is me filtered. I know, like some people, will, some people. I know I'll get two complaints about this podcast. Imagine like unfiltered cameras off, just her and I. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, Friday nights, I'm sometimes, you know, you know, question, and again, uh, I'm confident, but sometimes I'll question myself and it's healthy because it uh, makes you work harder. The things that keep me up at night is uh, one is toast. What if they go and do this? They're so good at doing everything. If they do this, I'm in trouble. So that's one thing I am sometimes paranoid about. The second is what if uh, Olo buys all my competitors and puts a stack together as good as mine? That's something I'm uh, concerned about. Uh, those are the two things that keeps me up at night. And that's the honest God's truth. I have no problem seeing that. Why would I not say that? That's a compliment for them. That's truth for you all. And that's cathartic for me because now it's out in the universe. And that's awesome. And uh, I will say, Nabil, if it makes you feel any better, my uh, my my night of Zoomies is Sunday nights, not Friday. Sunday nights is when I have, I call it my 60 minutes growing up when that tick, 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 tick. And I was a young kid and I hadn't done my homework and I hear the tick, 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 tick. And I'm like, oh, my God, Monday's coming. Yeah. Sunday nights are my anxiety night as a uh, as one of the partners here at Brandon about what am I doing wrong? What am I doing yeah. right? That's my anxiety night. So anyway, just sharing. Tuesday you're not, you're not for me, Jimmy. Tuesday. I feel Tuesday. I thought you were Tuesday through Friday. I but okay. Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Nabil's got Friday. I got Sunday. And Chats has got Tuesday. All right. Chats making up. Chats that confident in general. Like there's yes. no way Chats not feeling great all the time. Chats feels good. Medication. Yeah. Medication to, does yeah. wonders, Nabil. Medication yeah. does wonders. Shats. You don't have to like <laughs> stoop down to our level and try to connect with us. It's okay. You can live on a yeah. pedestal. We can put you up there. I don't care. You don't have to connect with us. Be vulnerable. Don't make it up. Jimmy and I have got issues. You're perfect. <laughs> 
You're perfect, Chad. That's right. I, 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 I say that, I say that every day uh, in my head. I say that yeah, every day. Exactly. All right. it, it, it turns out that while we started this podcast, because we like talking to people, we like asking the questions. I re- learned, I'm going to regret this one too, Jimmy. Yes, we learned along the way that our our guests and friends also have some questions for us. So let's kick off our talking back section, uh, where we invite you to take control of the mic. Nothing Holy is off mold. the table, and you can ask us anything you want. And Chad and I are committed to uh, matching your unfiltered and directness microphone is yours my friend i have a good question because I'm, I'm generally curious about this one which is you know the market the venture market and food tech is crazy there's so much money pouring into food tech you guys are investors you guys are operators you guys are a little bit of everything master of all how are you seeing this venture market and how uh you know how incredibly uh fast moving it has been for for just not just all investments in the specifically in the food tech investment there's so much money pouring into this space What's your reaction and thoughts to it? I, I love the question, and I'm going to jump in if it's okay with my partner, Shatsy. Um, Let me jump into that, Jimmy, since uh, <laughs> I'm the finance guy here. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, no, Nabil, you, you could not be more accurate. And um, there are moments in my I'm 30-plus I'm, I'm years uh, as a financial uh, uh, and investment professional, and there have been I've seen this movie before in other asset classes, in other emerging markets, and other alternative investment opportunities. This is um, hospitality tech. This is their, This is our moment in the sun, and um, if people are want to fight uh, and challenge the valuations and the multiples, mm-hmm. the fact is the industry, the pandemic has truly crystallized that technology is not a vitamin; it is medicine. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely now rules of engagement, and mm-hmm. therefore. The, we were so far behind the curve that this in enthusiasm for um, for for tech and capital flows. I think it has a 36-month window still to go. Right. Um, it's we're an incredibly fragmented industry. Therefore, the consolidation, um, and you're going to see it among big companies, and you're going to see kind of like uh, Apple and Android are fighting in terms of who's got better content, who runs more open, who who wants to acquire more resources or more features and functionality. So I think it's. Gonna be an amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs, for investors. That's both your company and our company. It's also a great moment, I think, for for the hospitality industry because they're going to get armed with the very yes. things that we believe are going to improve the margins for their business. And mm-hmm. as while we are focusing mostly on tech. As the restaurants start to embrace the best-in-class tech stack, yeah. you're going to see margins improve. That's going to make the brick. That's going to make that industry more attractive for capital because the margins are going to get better. So this is going to flow through, and I think we have about a three-year window of enthusiasm yeah. before things start to normalize and quiet down a little bit. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, I just wanted to say that um, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was just like, I mean, ditto. 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 <laughs> literally took the words right out of my mouth. And that's exactly what I wanted to say. And uh, and you've done that so many times in the podcast where I have a thought and then you take it. But that's – listen, that's why we work so well together. Listen, let's talk tech stack right now, okay? Nabil, there's so much tech, as Jimmy said. It's such an exciting time. We are Mm – we've accelerated five years into Mm -hmm. the – you know, we're five years ahead of where we would have been. Um, If you had to tell an operator or suggest to an operator – what is the top of the tech stack? What is the most important thing that they should have right now up outside yeah. of Lunchbox, of course? What of would course. you recommend to operators right now? What should they be thinking about? What, what should they be putting some time and energy into as far as tech right now? Right now. Michael, that's a tough question. You got to – is it asset? You call me Michael. Did you hear that, Jimmy? 
Well, that, you, asked a, you asked a really good question. He was giving you kind of Mr. Schatzberg, please. He was called by your name. You might, your mother by your gave passport. you. Yeah, by your passport name. Thank you. A, I appreciate that. Very intelligent question. I, I was like, I sat <laughs> he was up shocked. For a second. He was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was an intelligent <laughs> question. It's written down for me. <laughs> uh, is it a multi-unit or is it a one-off? Anything that you think, what is the most important uh, operator, tech operator should be looking at right now outside of uh, Lunchbox? Okay. So let's, if I open the restaurant, let me just change the question a little bit. Just if I open a restaurant, let me tell you the tech I would invest in, right? I would, mm-hmm. I, I would try to stay lean because I want my cogs to look good because I'm going to raise sweet green money. I want a big multiple. I don't want the restaurant multiples. I don't want the PE money. Forget that. Fuck that. I want sweet green money. I want all day <laughs> kitchen money. I want Silicon Valley. I don't understand what you guys are doing. Let me pay you a lot of money, money. So what I would do is I'd try to keep things lean. I would work on three things. One is I'd look for a unifier of front of house. I said that's lunchbox, forget that. I'd look for one POS that can do all of my in-house needs. Keep it simple. I don't want 15 different things, I just want one. Unfortunately, that will be toast. Uh, and I hate naming names, but let's say it's toast. And then uh, I would also try to work on some tech myself. I would work on, my, on te- some tech myself in off-premise because I want to be in the intersection of food and tech and raise VC money. So I would go ahead and build something as well. And a lot of our partners, by the way, have their own technology they're building. So those are the top two things I would go ahead and sign up with. I also would go ahead and invest immediately in a digital marketing company. That would be the third thing I would invest in. For some reason, restaurateurs forget that people still eat with their eyes and they don't spend half as much money in paid media as they do on their bricks and buying their bricks and table and physical things. Those digital assets matter. And I would significantly go ahead and invest in that as a third stack. And fourth, and this is a weird one, but I would invest in uh, ZenReach because there's some group of people that are left out of the silo uh, and that's Wi-Fi tech. People who come in and maybe are not buying anything, they're not actually getting their card swiped, but they want to go ahead and you know get into the Wi-Fi and still give up all their data. That's the part that's missing, and Grubhub uh, data is missing. Those are the two parts that are missing that I try to work on. So that's where the digital media and ZenReach comes in. I was really looking that- for one. I was really looking for one answer. Uh, oh, to be honest with you, hey. I you um, know. I'm but, sorry. Uh, oh, no, no, it's my fine. Bad. It's no, fine. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm hey, sorry. By the way, I'm telling you, he was dropping knowledge. I'm okay with it. I thought the I'm first sorry. half of your answer uh, was spo- of the tech stack was sponsored by uh, all of our friends uh, at, at Toast, and the second half, I'm sneaking in there saying targetable digital marketing targetable and to make we sure i'm not making my new partner and chief operating officer angry i'm going to say just targetable why i don't know who knows i'll say something about targetable we are we love them we're putting them in our system for all our customers because we love them they have an incredible leadership team and an incredible program so we're implementing that on our back end for all and our i gotta customers. tell you you know why else you're putting it in there do you know jimmy was the ceo of targetable for a week Two Jimmy, weeks. you were the two weeks. weeks. A lot of people don't know that. Jimmy was the CEO fired? for two Why weeks. Did he get fired? We can't Why get into get the fired? details right now. We're in confidentiality issues, but he was he the CEO. Too much money in the coffee bean Yes. Job. Absolutely. I, I think I was the I was the greatest GM of all time. And then I referred my first order of business as CEO was to replace myself. That's right. He's yeah. like, I need a headhunter. How do I get rid of me? <laughs> yeah. Phil Jackson spent longer. And uh, Jimmy was the CEO and we had to pay a an executive search firm one hundred thousand dollars to get rid of him. 
to replace me. Yes. Right. And, it was a, yeah. and, and, and one replacement, Andrew Nash. Well done. Okay, we're moving on to our crystal ball moment, a chance for our guests to put on their Kreskin or Miss Cleo hats and predict the future. Uh, Nabil, I think you're making your own future, but how do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and tech. I, I feel like you now, told us already, Jimmy. I think yeah, so, I too. I said that already. I can't, I, can't, <laughs> right. I can't come up with something else. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to try right. to make something that doesn't sound like an idiot. Then, so let's, uh, then let's just, Jimmy, let's just go yeah, because it. no one really he, cares about the crystal Mike, ball. I said Jimmy, it, right? Mike, they, Mike, I said, said it You said 75% digital, 25% uh, brick and mortar. And yeah. let me tee this up for you, Shatsy. We take it a poll, and 99.9999% of hospitality hangout, people that respond to this poll. The six, feels pe- the, the six people, including uh, Jimmy's daughter, Sylvie. Yes, feels, <laughs> feels this next section, the branded quick fire, is – the best section of the podcast, and oh, it's always belonged to Mr. Schatzberg. So Jimmy, I, can, I can only tell source. you, I can only notice, I can only say this by the amount of mail that is piled up in my office. <laughs> there is so much mail here that I can't even get to of all the letters that people say they love it. They love it. They love it. Uh, marry my daughter. We love this section. Love it. <laughs> all right. So you want to do here it? Here we go. Here we go. Nabil, <laughs> quick, Brandon Quickfire, five lightning round questions. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. All right. Favorite hamburger topping? Mm, cheese. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Uh, today, tonight, I'm when I'm tired that night, I get Chick Fil A. Many Chick Fil A tonight. Hmm. What's nice. your favorite food city in the world? Uh, New York, baby. I said New York, well, no, specifically oh. Queens, New York. Yeah, nice, one hundred percent. Where's your favorite place to travel? Uh, when I'm uh, when I want to see a bunch of uh, white people, I go to Italy. When I don't want to see a bunch of white people, I go to Thailand, where I still end up seeing a lot of white people. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a good old fashioned arcade race car game, yeah, you know the ones where you sit down side by side and you got the, yeah. the gas pedal and the you know the the, yeah, the, yeah. the you know the whole thing. Yeah, would you have better odds of beating between the two of you? Yes. I think you guys will beat me because you guys are old. <laughs> I've never oh, used and, it. And, and you just you just Uber around. You don't drive. I don't, I've never used it. I've seen it in movies. I've also – what is this one thing, this cassette? What is it? I like it. I like it, Jimmy. It's the first time that uh, the guest has said that – that no, we both win. Yes. Uh, what yeah, I meant he, was experienced, seasoned <laughs> operators, uh, legends, and, uh, uh, and and leader of the New York City hospitality community is what I meant. What yeah. came off was old. My bad. That, that was yes. awesome. I got to tell you, we could have replaced the word uh, old-fashioned arcade game with so many words. Like, who would have a better job dialing a phone number on a rotary phone? Uh, what you, is that? Who would you – and, yeah, and, and Nabil was like, like, what the hell is a rotary what's phone? A, what's a rotary phone? What is that? What, what is that? Who, anyway, well done, I'm, well played, Nabil. I just want to say one thing about age as I uh, went after both your age. I'm aging like shit. Uh, the startup is, uh, you know, stressing me out. So don't worry. I'll have my day as well. It is all good, my friend. Grass don't grow on a busy street. And I really <laughs> never know what that means. But okay, uh, Nabil, we want to thank you so much for joining us. For, Thanks for that, Jimmy. What does that mean? What does that mean? I got to Google, Google that. I've heard it so many times. And I was like, what does that mean? Of course the grass doesn't grow on a busy street. That's why it's a street. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. You've been a great guest, good fun. Uh, and also, you really were sharing some tremendous insights. Uh, and we appreciate it. Uh, we also want to thank you uh, 
and your entire team for the hard work that you do to support the hospitality industry. You're an ally to the industry. You, you want to make things better. Um, and that's one of the things we appreciate and respect uh, about you and your company. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Nabil directly, um, you're going to email us. And that's uh, the branded team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com, podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We made a mistake in season one. We gave out some personal information. Uh, we corrected ourselves. We went up to season five. Who knew that people would actually dial everyone's cell yep. phone that we gave out? Who yep. knows? Yep, yep, yep. So you, you reach out to us. We're happy to put you in touch uh, with Nabil. And to our listeners, uh, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. You guys continue to make the hospitality hangout hey. uh, a, a success. Oh, yes. Wait, hey. Nabil has an yeah, offer. I just, he has I just a big offer. I just want to give out my phone number is 916-993-289. Call me. <laughs> call me. <laughs> So just call that number. Uh, Anybody just dial in that number right now. Nabil will pick up immediately and uh, ask Nabil anything you want. Just uh, call me. The first hundred first hundred caller gets a thousand bucks each. Call me right now. Well, I was gonna. Well, thank you for giving out your cell phone number. I appreciate that, Nabil. And let me just tell you also, when you call that number, uh, Nabil will answer, and he has an offer for you. If the first one hundred caller to that cell phone number, you get lunchbox. For free for yes. your restaurant for the first 12 months, and you get full reign of Lunchbox yes. Studio to design some of the coolest stuff. So 100 callers, call that cell phone number, and you get free Lunchbox like for a year. It will sound like Jimmy, but it I will sound it. a little like <laughs> Jimmy. But yeah, let me tell you, that's the beal. That's yeah, the beal. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, uh, I, uh, I make sure I keep Shazzy's personal uh, credit card to uh, take care of these uh, these gifts that he's giving away. Uh, I, I, I appreciate all of that. To our listeners, I was just saying there are. I, there are I think you, I think you stumbled Jimmy's speechless right now. <laughs> <laughs> there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and you guys keep making the hospitality hangout one of the stars. So thank you for that. And finally, if you haven't done so already. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our exciting guests in the future. And better yet, invite a friend to hang a lot, hang out with us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, with a big thank you to Nabil. Pass it to my boy, Shatsy, the Madonna, the Madonna and Cher. Thank you, everybody. This is Shatsy, a.k.a. Restaurant Guy. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you to our guest, Nabil. This was awesome. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye.